What was those um, them cookies called? Them, them golden drinks with the orange wrapping? Um, Ovaltine? Yeah. You're gonna get some Ovaltine. Hold up. Alright. So, we are here with a very special guest. We got motherfucking water in the building. Water, water, water. Please do not do that into the mic, please. Uh, water, yeah. water, water. Okay. Sorry. Please, please explain to people how do you, how do you pronounce your name for real. I bet. So, it's like a bull and a water. Alright. <laughs> a what and a who? A bull and a water. How does people normally say pebor pebor? Most people say peaborberry, but it's water. You see, look, the camera's on me too, so you. It's the. You know what I'm saying? But see, I let niggas get away with saying peaborberry. You know what I mean? Just be like, all right, bet. Let the conversation continue to go. Because once I say it's water, then everyone's like, wait, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm like, nah. It's you know I me. Mean? It's water. Can you explain to the people where you made that up from? So, I was saying that. To replace curses, so you know what I'm saying. Grew up in a household where it was super Christians. They was wearing capes with crosses on it. You feel me? And you couldn't curse in the house, or even reference something that may sound like a curse. Like damn, if you said damn, you getting smacked, or your ears getting pulled. You know what I'm saying? Something's happening. Damn, dang, damn, dang. None of these dang. suffices. You couldn't say none of this. They're just super Christian. Like I said, they was wearing capes. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we're saying water. To replace cursing. And for whatever reason, they let me get away with saying water, but not cursing. So I can say, what the border? I can say, yo, yo, border. And instead of saying fuck, I can say border. And I just wouldn't get in trouble. So that was the key to us learning how to curse without cursing. And then everybody started saying border. And then niggas started calling me border. And then we started calling the cat border. And now every cat we see is now border. So just remember that if you see border... Just know that you need to call him by his name, and you have, you have to pronounce it right. Well, I'm not gonna respond. He's dead. From, here, from here on out, if you don't call me border, I'm not responding. I'm not even gonna turn around. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah, I'm, just gonna I'm, I'm not gonna lie. That's some of the silliest shit that I ever heard about in my life. That shit is bad funny. Nah, that shit is mad funny. That shit is dumb funny. So the official definition of border is anything in general. All right. So use border in a sentence. If what? it means anything in general, go ahead. I have a border and a border. What does that mean in English? I have a car and a cat. <laughs> or you can say something like, I'm about to hit the border. And that can mean I can hit the gym, I can hit the bathroom. But again, it's like one of those words like dead ass. You gotta know what it means when I say it in a context and with the tone in which I'm saying it. So You should know what it means by the inflection of his voice. Right. Right. That's mad funny. So, border is like dead ass. Or that, like word. Mm. The New York version of word. It's border. Border. That's actually a funny one too. The word and the dead ass and all that shit. Them them shits make no sense, but they make mad sense. I think that's like the hardest part to like understanding languages and and cadence, cadences of when people end sentences. It's just like those words and those phrases that don't really mean anything. Right. They they're there so you can actually read my like. I feel like I feel like as black people, niggas made those type of words, and even if they did it by accident, they made those type of words to like. To say stuff in code that if you're not from this neighborhood or even sometimes by from this block or this, you know what I'm saying, this hood or this project building, you will not understand what I'm saying. That's the funny part about language too. Is like even even within the United States, like everybody in the United States speaks English, but if you go from the Bronx to Brooklyn, it's two different dialects of that same language. Right. And that's not even ten miles away, ten fifteen miles away, and they speak something completely different. Right. They they speak. Grrr. Niggas, they speak Brooklyn right. niggas speak grrr. And what do Bronx niggas Bronx niggas speak? They speak this. I can't explain it in a word, but it's something like this. Is that like the anti STD of them? I highly doubt it. <laughs> yeah, you hear about them stats <laughs> in the Bronx? How like like what did they say? They said something like like if you have one STD, you, no. That was in Mount Vernon. They said at one particular time, there's like if you have sex with somebody who has one STD, chances are they have two. That's terrible. That's, I think there's like there's like I can't remember they said. I think it was like a, a seventy percent chance. So if you if you got chlamydia, nigga, you probably got gonorrhea. Like yeah, you probably got both. That's OD, son. That is terrible. Like if you if you got one, nigga, you probably got two. 
Nigga, this is not no like Black Friday sale, nigga. Yeah, like niggas that had double doubles in Mount Vernon, nigga. Like, that's that, really that's bad. bad, son. That's bad sex. That's not, horrible. I mean, sex. if it's chlamydia, it might be good, nigga. That should be extra wet. But you did not hear that from me. Please go get checked out. You ever had STD, STD before? STI? The same one five times. Five times? Yep, I'm like the I'm like Booker T. Five times. Five times. Five times. Five time. Five time. <laughs> WWE champion. <laughs> yeah. Well, so well, I'm a chlamydia five time champion. Mm. Why you, what's that response? Mm. Now, if you're the chl- chlamydia five-time champion, you have any, like, number one contenders who are trying to compete for your title? I'm sure they got it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you know what's bad funny? I went yo. To, that's bad funny, yo. I went to um the Brilliant Idiots live show, and um shout out to Charlemagne and um Andrew Schultz. But Charlemagne asked, he's like, yo, you know, there's, like, a lot of young people in here, like, by a show of hands, who had chlamydia? I'm like, well, there's a room of, like, 800 people, and nobody raised their hand. Yeah, they're capping. Everybody's lying in there. Everybody's so. capping. Every single person in there is probably capping. Yo, I had friends that I was told about. Yo, I just called. I just called chlamydia. First of all, I thought the clap was chlamydia, and I didn't know that the clap actually stands is a short term for gonorrhea. So I'm not gonna tell niggas I got the clap. And it's like, wait, you got gonorrhea? I'm like, no, I got chlamydia. Like, so why are you saying clap? I said, because yeah. I thought the clap was short for chlamydia. And I thought that made sense, and I was bugging, but whatever. They need to. They need to change that. Right. That don't make no sense. Chlamydia needs a, needs a, a rebrand, nigga. Right. Just how the nickname for Richard is Dick. That don't make no goddamn <laughs> sense. But we're not talking about that right now. Right. So, yeah, I was speaking to niggas like, yo, I got chlamydia, ah, uh-uh, shit, crazy. I got it like this. Yo, she mad, dirty for that. This is young days, not knowing that it was kind of my fault, whatever. But I'm like, yo, she mad, dirty. Niggas like, whoa, that's crazy. Meanwhile, niggas got chlamydia or had that already. So I'm like, yo. Why are you not giving me actual advice? You're like, word, that's crazy. Niggas is dead. Don't try to say that they got chlamydia. Niggas be mad and embarrassed on their own, like, shit they got going on. Niggas I, you know what's funny, though? I, I never I never had an STD before a day in my life. But you know what's mad funny, though? Like, it's curable. Right. So I don't understand why niggas be so scared to say they had something that's curable. It's all right, my nigga. It's like having the flu. It's like having the common cold, bro. Right. You Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And sometimes and this one, you just get through your dick. <laughs> and that's it. It ain't making gonna, no difference. It's gonna cough. Trust me. <laughs> nigga. That shit gonna honk spit, nigga. But that is disgusting. How right. how was that experience having um chlamydia? I know this is not sex ed, but you know I feel like you're, you're brave enough to, to say I, that you I, had I, it. But I'll start by never... saying this: any ladies that got chlamydia, it's kind of hard to tell, right? But a nigga always know when he got chlamydia. So if you a nigga with chlamydia, I'm telling you right now, you a dirty nigga, cause you know that joint hurt when you pee. <laughs> it's like you like it's like you like pump faking every time you pee, you like. <laughs> You feel me? And I'm like, yo, if you got chlamydia and you a nigga, you know. So stop. Go get checked out. CDMD, if you got insurance, it's like 50 cash and they refund you. Yo, yo. It's like a little shot. Just tell me, yo, I got clapped. I mean, nah. nah well, say that too, just in case. In case you're in Mount, Mount Vernon or something. Yo. <laughs> you feel me? But yo. it's crazy though. I always said this too. Niggas be scared to say they got chlamydia. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't even be scared if I had HIV. I'll put that shit in my bio. Expound. Elaborate. Oh. I was like, what two words did you... All right. For me? So look. Look, y'all can all steal my idea because I don't got this shit. All right? So you can go ahead and steal this if you got it. And for me, y'all here watching this. For me? All right? So if you got HIV, put that shit in your bio. There's probably mad people out here who's looking for HIV lovers. You know what I'm saying? You know, other I, people that got HIV, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I got HIV. I can't I can't fuck with nobody because I'm not trying to tell nobody that I got HIV. You know what I'm saying? But if you put HIV in bio, you won't get mad. You know the unread messages? You won't get mad, girl. Like, like five of them shits. Dude, you were just so brave. You know, I can't believe you did this. Let's chill. Mind you. And you're going to chill with them like, I got it too. Plus, I got gonorrhea. You're like, see? It's going to be lit for you. And you're going to collect them all like, ash, nigga. Get right. That's a bad slogan. Catch them all? If they, I mean, I know that there are like um, sites like that, like dating sites, the same way like Christian Mingle and eHarmony work. It's like it, there's a dating site that I've heard about that um, is for people that actually have HIV. Mm-hmm. That'd be a terrible slogan. Got HIV it. meat, gotta catch them all. That's nah, a bad slogan. That's fire though. <laughs> that's dead fire. Or it could be like that could be a website just for niggas that got two or more. You know what I'm saying? Uncurable diseases. Like gotta, gotta catch, catch them all. <laughs> I'm like these just collect them, nigga. So you could you could be you could help with the research. Like, how does it feel to have HIV gonorrhea? Is gonorrhea curable? I think it is. You get a shot in your butt for that. They thought I had that, but I didn't. I think that's all right. Continue. All right, bet. But yeah. All right, bet.
go on. What else, what else I'm up? The Gotta Catch Em All website. Oh, yeah. That'd, that'd be lit, though. That's good marketing. <laughs> and you just have, like, instead of, like, a guy, like, like you know, like, he turned the hat like this. Like, it gives me, like, a nigga pulling a condom, like. No, instead of, instead of, <laughs> instead of the nigga pulling the condom out his pocket, he's actually slipping it back into his pocket. Right? <laughs> Wait, you know, you can, niggas are dirty like that. Niggas will open a, a condom. Like, yeah, I'm opening it right now. Like, <laughs> and I don't know why girls do this. You know what I'm saying? I understand if you were like a big girl, you can't really see because your belly covering the poop, the pooper, right? But if you were skinny, girls be like, like you, you put the condom on? Yeah. They're like, I bet. <laughs> like, yo, why you stop looking? Why you even give him the opportunity just to do be like, you gotta do a little stop and frisk, you know what I mean? Just. Right. I mean, after that. After, nah, niggas be doing that. Niggas is filthy. Niggas be in like, right? Niggas be in and they be like, <laughs> and be tossing the drink. I'm like, yo, son. Oh my God. That's actually illegal. That's called stealthing. Stealthing? Yes, that's illegal. The way they they categorize make it sound like it's a skill or something. Because it's not consensual. If I didn't consent to that, then it's a rap for you. Yeah, the name just kind of fucks me up, but I feel that. That's definitely rape. That to me that counts as rape. It is no, it is. That counts as rape. But anyway, enough about um STDs and 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 your your origins of border. Um, let's get into some into some music. Um, border. Tell the people when did you start doing music? I started the first time I've ever. Well, there's two answers to that question. The first time I've ever record, recorded a song was um, when my man's A Pizzle Fizzle, a.k.a. Burtis. Uh, he's dodging his Pokemon work at the, as we speak. But um, the first time we ever made music was at Kane University in our dorm room. And pause, we made it in the closet. So, like, we dead opened the closet, put covers over us, and you made some some song, and it's called Kill Bill, and, and the chorus is like chop a bitch up like karate. Hi yeah. Wait, time out. You guys were both under the same covers in the closet. No, we were not under the same covers. We took turns. Oh my gosh. We <laughs> took turns under the covers, pause in the closet to record music. That sounds crazy. That's a that's a bad story. <laughs> don't ever tell that story again. <laughs> I swear to God. I don't care if that's the, like, the number one single in the fucking world, so don't ever tell that story ever again in your life. I bet. Yeah. But yeah, that was the first time, that was the first time I ever made music, but that was, we did that, like, purely for fun. Like, we was like, you're trying to get on the track, and AP at this point was making music already for, like, a year and a half. And I'm like, you're trying to get in a strong, like, y'all don't rap. He's like, nah, just pull up, it's mad fun, that's all I bet. You know what I'm saying? And then, that, that was that. So at the time when you started making music, what were, like, some of the influences that was, like, driving you to do it? Back then, none. The only influence was fun, to be honest. Um, I was blessed to be surrounded around like musical geniuses, whether they were recognized or not. I was blessed to be like surrounded around niggas that understood music on a different level my whole life. So I have like passive income, if you if you will, on musical on music on music. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm surrounded by it all the time, so I'm always getting input on it, even if I'm not really recognizing the input that I'm getting. I'll say it's like inherited knowledge, right? Passively, because I'm not, I'm not. I wasn't looking. I was actually running from it. If anything, I wouldn't say you was running from it. It's just you just didn't like take the same path, right? So my first influence, my first experiences with music is through my niggas and freestyling after church, freestyling at the Fogel's crib, and it'll be like eight or nine of us just freestyling to a beat, and sometimes it'll be hot, most times it'll be funny, and and more than half the time it'll be gay. Pause and yes. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying, but yeah, that that was the that was the, and, and let me get this clear too. When I say pause, it's, it's a cultural thing. It's not a it's not an anti-gay, <clears throat> excuse me, not an anti-gay thing. It's it's a cultural. It's in in language. When you're saying something sexual, you gotta and, pause it. You gotta pause it. It don't matter if it's gay or straight. It's like wait, what? That's pause. Yeah, that is pause. Like shout out Corey. She just posted a photo in a bubble bath, and she had like the bubbles on her nose and her eyebrow, and I commented pause. I'm like, alright, that looks crazy. I'm like, that looks crazy. Pause. <laughs> And that's not gay. It's actually very heterosexual. But it's, just, it's the sexual. Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, fam. Yeah, I just got to say pause and let you know that I'm talking about some platonic information right now. I'm not trying to feed you nothing. You know what I'm saying? Pause. But, um, Go on with your story. Um, but yeah. You know what I'm saying? First first time music, freestyle the bros. And then second real I, second thing I would say income with music will be um, dancing. We had some things with old goodies. And um, that was through our church, kind of. And pretty much we would like dance to songs that were considered oldies but goodies, but we they wouldn't be considered oldies but goodies unless they're twenty years old. Twenty years plus, yeah. Yeah, twenty years plus old. 
So I was like dancing to like at the t- in 2008 I was dancing to songs that were 20 years old in like 2008 through like 2005. You know what I'm saying? It's like 20 year old music. So that's like music that was made in like 1985, 1980s and further back. Right. So like that was like for me an exposure to music that I feel like a lot of people didn't have. You know what I'm saying? Having to like dance in those shows, have like just being around the practices and then going to the show itself gave me appreciation for that type of music and gave me like context for that music. Like that music's meant to dance to. And, and, and you know, it's, it's the exposure. And then it's like with the exposure, you can actually start building up your own personal taste level to it. It's like, oh, this right. shit was actually kind of fire. Exactly. It's like, oh, this shit is actually really good. Yeah, this shit is fire. Like, who's that? That's Al Green? Oh, my, nigga, I, my nigga Al Green. Yeah, I'm saying, like, yo. Now, the Oldsmore Goody Show did, did put us onto a lot. And to be honest, like, um, I feel like that's the toughest part about talking to newer artists. Like, like for me, it's just like talking to, example, like an artist that was born, somebody who was born in like 2000. Mm-hmm. Being that I was born in, in 1993, by the time that I was seven, there were certain things that molded me into, like, you know, my musical personal taste. You know? So for somebody in 2000, it's just like, all right, what were you listening to when you were seven? When I was seven and when you were seven, it's two very different times. There's a point in time where I feel like you, you really don't remember things, even though you might be engulfed in, and surrounded by it. And then there's that time where you just start hearing things all the time, like four or five. You just like whatever you hear. Like, you like that. You like Old Town Road. You'll love mm-hmm. that as a five-year-old. That's what you always hear. Mm-hmm. You love it. And as when you're seven, like maybe you start to break out of the, like like what's just being pumped, pause, and just start building your own taste. I'm rambling right now. Um, yeah, I think I think that um, I think you just got to take it for what it's for and take it within a context. Because if I'm five years old right now, Old Town Road is gonna be old school when I'm 20. But that's also gonna be the song I was just like, yo, remember Old Town Road came out? Yeah, that's like so much fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you gotta take it in this context and you gotta realize that your ideas and yourself is getting old. You know, you're getting older, so you're gonna start experiencing old man syndrome. Or like, I'm getting older syndrome, which is like, like what y'all listen to? Y'all ain't listening to no Al Green. Y'all listen to, to Chief Keith and so and so. But you gotta understand, like, those, those niggas. They're pioneers within their own right. And you know, you know who we got to shout out to. We got to shout out Miss Mayers too, because Miss Mayers. Yeah, shout out Miss Mayers. I, I ain't gonna lie, like, like they, there is nobody, no place. You can't make a, a person Mayers. like that. You really can't make a teacher like that. Like Miss Mayers has like legit been in tune with her black students for as long as I can remember. Right, and she, while also teaching the curriculum and making her own curriculum, because as far as I'm concerned, she was one of the. Um, if those who are listening who don't know the school, Tian High School, we have a great teacher named Ms. Mayers, and she pretty much, I believe, um, pioneered like this whole new class called African American Studies, which was not there before she came there. And I'm sure she had help from other faculty, but um, I think Mr. March used to teach um, African American Studies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know if she necessarily did it, but for me, in my memories, she was the one who really like made it impactful. And um, within Tian High School. Um, it was African American studies one and two, and I took both, and so did my man's Lefty, and that's how we first initially um, got like like acclimated at. I thought, I, was, I thought y'all first met, like became friends after I was playing ball in gym. He got tight. Yeah, this is all at the same time. Okay, so we had you, science, you. we had um, we had um, bio together with um, Miss um, what's her name? She's Filipino. It was, it was me, Nevet. It was me, um, Zayna. Oh Marcus, Jalen Johnson, the Jalen, the one that owns, um, has the yeah. gym now. Um, it was Neville. Yo, man, I ain't gonna lie, that was the funniest <laughs> class. Yo, that was top five funniest classes, yo. Like, top five. Well, you're not even talking about that. That was top five. But yeah, Ms. May, she really pioneered like African American studies and like being proudly black, black in high school. You know what I'm saying? And she always had her had her like finger on the pulse of what the kids are listening to. Exactly. What's, what's popping for the kids exactly. now? So, and I think that. Um, for us and going like tying it back into music, like it just, it just kept us. It kept me. Let me speak about me. It kept me surrounded in my black roots and proud of the black roots that I was in. You know what I'm saying? So like I know about all my old old hits, '80s hits, my old '90s hits. I know about my '60s music. You know what I'm saying? We would like we would do research on different times of music and how it correlated and affected black people, and we would focus on each time, each decade, and like look at all the black greatness within each decade and each time. You know what I'm saying? And that was a class that we literally focused on our black greatness throughout the whole year. That was, we did that. That class was a whole. Well, first of all, our class is 85 minutes long. So, and it was every other day. So every other day, out of Monday through Friday, I was having spending at least an hour and a half 
on focusing on my blackness and focusing on how great my blackness is. Not That's fine. You know, it's funny speaking about greatness of black people too. Like we are still currently in Black History Month. It is coming to a close. And um, there were actually a few Black History Month shows I was invited to and that I was playing for. And to be honest, I feel like this is, you're probably like one of the best people to have this conversation with. But I feel like Black History should thoroughly just be a celebration of black people. Um, I feel like throughout my lifetime, black history, what it's shown me is that like there is beauty within our struggle or after our struggle. Right. You know? And, you know, when they try to showcase that, when they try to put that into like a two a two hour like showcase, it's it tends to be the same things. It's it starts at slavery. Right? Slavery, <clears throat> civil rights, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Malcolm X, some, sometimes they mention like Marcus Garvey and stuff like that, church, and then Barack Obama. Yeah, I feel like the whole, it, the shows starting with slavery come from people not really, they took us from Africa, so we don't even know where we're from. So for a lot of our lineages, the last thing we know is slavery. It's, it's like, like, like when they start at slavery, that's like, they should start at like, this is the black interruption of our greatness. Right, I think, and, it, yeah. And I, like, like, like to make my point, I think, this is what I would love for Black History Month. Instead of talking about all that depressing shit that we went through and are, you know, currently still going through, and, and you know, I feel like we should thoroughly just celebrate Black people. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, talking about that slavery shit, depressing. Civil rights, depressing. Like police brutality, fucking depressing. You know, like we are great first. We are not great just we, because we struggled. Mm-hmm. And then we inter- then we got interrupted. Right. I think, and I, and I was about, I was about to say, I think that, like, um, pointing to that, I think it would be cool to see like a show, and I'm sure there's some out there. So shout out to people who are doing that already, and definitely send links to me or to Matt, because I would definitely like to see that or like attend it. Um, but I think that if you start the show like as us as Negus as N E G U S, you know what I'm saying, kings, powerful black people within Africa, and then you show how they be turning to niggers. And then now we call each other niggas. That could be, that could be a fire show. You can steal that. Niggas, niggers, and niggas. Yeah, the power of nigger. That's fire. I shouldn't. That is yeah. a powerful word, but go ahead. But I was just saying, like, if we started it uh, as we were kings and queens in Africa, and then showing the interruption, and then showing <clears throat> how we fought our way back to where we are now. You know what I'm saying? To be at to at least being viewed as equals to some, because you know, you can't change people's racist minds or racist family lineages that teach them how to be racist. Um, but yeah, that, that we fought back to this part because I think um, the whole thing like Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King, it was showing like our our relentlessness, like our like fearlessness. You know what I'm saying? The, like staple examples. Of- yeah, like we we black and we strong and we proud. Like y'all trying to take away our blackness, but we still black. And I think that's mad power in that. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like a lot of white people don't even really know what they are, or even if they know, like I'm Italian or I'm this, they may not even identify with that culture. Like, I can probably say I'm Jamaican and African American, and I can point out which parts each define me. You know what I'm saying? Nationality wise. Right. Nationality wise, all that. Yeah. I, I can dare to point out, yeah, that's that's my Jamaican um, part of my family. That's my black side of my family that makes me that way. You know what I'm saying? I can see it with the other people. Ah, aha. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like even like um, with Instagram and things like that do, it helps for like black people to like see that we all live the same in childhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, like with the memes and all of that. The meme yeah, like it shows you, like, yo, yo, I'm dead proud to be black, son. Like, we lived, a, we lived a good, like, a good life, even though it was tough. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we have, we experienced so much bad, it leaves such more capability for good. Well, let me make this public service announcement. Next year, Black History, do not invite me to perform at any events if you're gonna be talking about slavery and all of that crazy shit. Like, I, I'm, I'm dead. Michael, the last one I went to, there was one show, right? And they were talking about all of like the black entertainers that have died recently and that had like powerful quotes and stuff like that. Michael, it was John Witherspoon, dead. Kobe Bryant, dead. Like, it was this black writer, I forgot her name, dead. It's just like, yo, it's just like, fam, I want a show about life. I don't want it, like, I understand that these people probably had some powerful things to say at one point. Please, you went from slavery, civil rights, to now all the. The dead powerful people. Right. And people that, that died young too, relatively. It's like this is not something that I wanna like leave with, like, damn. I feel proud now. Like this well, is it, are, these, are these are these shows things that you're getting paid for? Oh yeah. So who cares? I do. You getting paid. We're not paying you to like it, we paying you to play, nigga. Fiddle. Right. Fiddle for me, fiddler. 
That's all they paying you to do. Slave. I, I don't care. They, they don't care if you like it. You did a play, so other people can enjoy you. You know what the main issue is? Make my own show. Yeah, I, I was about to say that's that's the yeah. real that's the real answer to the problem. Right. Curate your own thing with your own focus, so it can be catered to people who are trying to hear the message that you're trying to sit here, and then you can get your own message out in the way that you want to. And that's that's part of the reason why I started this podcast. All right, because you want to be a get your ideas out in the way that you want them, and not. Within somebody else's lens. Yeah, not not to really have them manipulated or skewed. Exactly. It can just be what it is. And I think that for anybody, I hate when people try to like judge a platform altogether for doing for changing things. Even when like I, I still feel like that um that Instagram update that made the that had that changed the algorithm. I mean that changed the chronological order right. into an algorithm. I still think that joint's trash. But um People, people be forgetting that these are like privately owned companies that can do whatever they want. Whatever the fuck they want. You can I don't be- care if how many people are using Instagram. This is my company and if I feel like doing this, I can make these changes. And yes, I, I am, I'm here to please you, but I am also here because this is, this is my business. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, you can't tell me how to run my business. I mean, that's something I also understand. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know what I was thinking about? Um, like speaking of Instagram and all of that shit, and then after that, I want I wanted to talk about white lighters. Um, speaking of Instagram, what's time? Like, um, you see how, like, they're talking about the algorithms and how the algorithms, like, limit your your platform and, like, mm-hmm. your reach and everything. I honestly think the next platform that is invented, because you got to think about it, there hasn't really been, like, another booming, like, social media wave that came after Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's because mm-hmm. everybody keeps selling their platforms. I know, to Facebook. Right, and then Facebook literally will buy a platform and sabotage it. And, like, oh, thank you, we're going to buy it and never use it. Just so it can never become well, a competition. If you don't sell it to us like Snapchat did, then Instagram, I mean, Facebook is just going to start copying the shit. And then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be irrelevant anyway. Right. So um, I feel like what they should start doing is selling um, your ability to reach people, like, at a subscription. So if I got I got 20,000 followers, like, at, like, let's say they have tiers. If you have a certain amount of followers, you're going to end up paying a certain amount per month to get a reach, mm-hmm. to, to reach all of your following. So it's just like, all right, if I got 20,000, I'm paying eight ninety nine a month. So whatever I post is going to 20,000 accounts. It's not that stupid like like um, Instagram, what do you call it, algorithm that's trying to funnel you into like doing paid promotion. But I feel like that's the same thing. I understand the tier joint. Like we can guarantee it'll be on this many people's um, timelines. But I feel like that's the same thing Instagram is doing though. Like it's not a tier list per se, but it's like... We're gonna pay you so you can reach more people. Yes, more people will see it. That does not mean they're gonna interact with it because it's gonna say promotion and they're gonna they might still scroll past it if it looks like a promotion. Yeah. Anyway, let's um let's get into um white lighters. Um, you recently dropped a video. Got a white light on a black table. Got a brown wall. I got seventy dollars. Don't act none. Got no fears. Got bad luck. See you later. Okay. You done? Yep. <laughs> um. <laughs> Tell me, talk to me about the inspiration behind White Lighters and um, the way you decided to market it and promote it, and why you decided to post the video and did not drop it on any like, like, music medium platform like Spotify, Apple Music. Well, a lot of my music that I do comes from inspiration from um, when I was younger, when we was when we was all younger, and we would all be freestyling. Um, I kind of like making music in that same fashion, like without the thought, like oh. Let's take this word out and place with this word. Let's do this and do that. I dead like freestyling because it's natural, it's free, and it allows me to be feel free. Like I still do music, and I feel I would always like to do music in a like relieving and like a therapeutic type of way. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when you make it too technical and too businessy, like it takes the fun out of it. Like, I don't even want to do it anymore. I'm doing I'm doing this for fun, and if if it's, if it's gonna get lit, it's gonna get lit because I'm nice at other things and I'm also good at music. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm well-rounded, so it can it can take off due to the the artistry in its totality. You know what I'm saying? But I make music for fun. Like music is genuinely fun to me. Whether I'm good or bad at it, it don't matter what you think. I'm doing it for fun. My goal is to relieve my emotions and to have fun. So even with that song, I was with Moses. Shout out Moses, aka Musa. Um, aka the nigga that parted the Red Sea. Right, my nigga. And your girl's cheeks. I bet. Okay. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but shout out Musa, uh, my producer, and many others producers. He's very talented. Go check him out. But um, we was chilling, and he, he like made this beat. He's like, what you about to do? And I said, bro, I don't even know. I said, I don't even know what to talk about right now. And I'm looking around. I'm like, <sighs> so I usually draw from where I'm at 
to make the music that I'm making. So I'm like, uh, uh, I need something to go off of. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, um, all right. He had a brown wallet. <clears throat> he had a brown wallet on the black table. And he had a white lighter. And I was like, all right, bet. So I'm like, let's, let's do this. He's like, all right. I said, record me. He's like, all right, bet. I'm like, all right. I got a brown wallet on a black table. All right, I said, all right, bet. How much money I got? I said, all right, I got like 70 cash. I got $70. I said, matter of fact, yeah, don't ask me for nothing. I don't got no. Yo, matter of fact, run that. I'm like, run that. He's like, alright. He was cool. I said, I bet. And I was like, I got a brown wallet on the black table. I got sunny No faith. And that shit just came out like it shit came out mad smooth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I just really love like the authenticity of the song. It screams border. Yes, it does. It's it's very it's very it border. It screams border. You know what I'm saying? And I like that. You know what I'm saying? And some people like you could like hear all my inspirations come together, which I like as well. It's like. It looks like he's inspired by this person, this person, this person, this person. I'm like, you got it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. But I really, I really love that. And the reason why I dropped the reason why I dropped the song without dropping it on all platforms is because I want everybody to look at my face. I want everybody to focus on the project as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Because the video um, and the aesthetics of the video is part of the package. Exactly. And nobody knows you yet. Right. Well, exactly. the pe- people who know you know you, but on right. the grand global scale nobody knows me right to be honest because yeah. i have three thousand followers on instagram it's about to be four thousand you know what i'm saying i'm about to drop a tape we'll talk about that next um i'm about to drop a tape you know what i'm saying and i feel like people most people don't know you so you have to make sure that the people know you, you can't assume that niggas like oh that's mine yeah nobody knows who you are so you have to give them all of you you know what i'm saying within every medium so if you're doing if you're having a photo shoot done of you and you're an artist then your photos have to represent your music and represent who you are and represent all these things all at once. It needs to embody your personality. So if you chill, it could be chill like this. Like, if that's your vibe, then that's your vibe. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm a very lively person. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I want to be able to show that through like my videos, through, I feel like I do that naturally when I speak. I'm like, feel like I'm yelling right now, but it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Through my outfits, you know what I'm saying? Through what I'm saying, just make sure I'm speaking profoundly and make sure everything I'm saying has some type of value. Um, it's not just like some bullshit, but, um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, the reason why I dropped, I dropped the video answering the question, the reason why I dropped the video and, and not dropping it on any platforms is cause I wanted people to look at the video. The song is more than just a song. The song is the complete package with the video. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, before, for music, I was a photographer and creative director. I mean, you're still a photographer and a creative director. I am. But I feel like now I, I just label it as a visual a visual artist and a and a recording artist. Mm. Keep it keep it simple. Because I'm not I don't want anyone the limitations like, oh you're only a photographer. Like you're like, bro, I could direct. If I want to shoot a video, I could shoot a video. Um, you know what I'm saying? I could do I can do all these things if I want to. It's just certain things I like more and I choose to do that. You but, know what's funny? We actually have this conversation a lot. Um niggas really do be trash. Yeah, niggas be trash. And some niggas be some niggas do be good, but a lot of niggas be trash. And a lot of niggas, some of niggas be good, but be whack at everything else. And it, it, take away, it take away from everything else. You know what I'm saying? And Explain. Marcus used to tell me, Lefty used to tell me sometimes too. He'd be like, yo, because I'll say that sometimes, but I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a hate nigga. I'm not going to say that to nobody. Like, and be, I mean niggas that's like whack though. I'm not talking about niggas that's like... They got some potential. Like, oh, yeah. I get, you know. Yeah, so I, I, see, I know when I see potential. But some niggas be whack. <laughs> and it's something that I tried out that I was trashing. You know what I'm saying? But that's 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 life. You got to know what you're good at and then figure it, figure it out. Um, be it like, Lefty would tell me sometimes, he'd be like, yo, like, stop saying, like, he whacking this part. But I was like, because he's, he's lit or he's, <clears throat> he's um, recognized within his field because he's good at something else. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I realized, not that's not when I realized, but as he kept drilling out my head and I was living life and experiencing things, I realized to be successful at at one thing, you need to be at, to be good at at least two. Bare minimum. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like my music is going to take off because I'm good visually, but also I understand music and cultural things. And putting those things together is going to make for like a lot of beautiful projects and a lot of beautiful, you know, just beautiful things in my I, life. I think one thing that you're like you're forgetting to point out, too, is just like um, you are a people's champ, too. Right. And a lot of people do not have that ability. They don't know how to like um, to leverage their personality and everything. Some people just don't really have the best personalities when it comes to like large groups of people. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like when you posted the video, you got mad love for that. Facts. Mad love, and it's just like, even, and this is actually a good port, uh, a good conversation about support too, because it's just like I feel like a lot of people don't understand that 
there's small things that count as support as mm-hmm. well. So eat like I some people might think it's thirsty, but if you ask somebody like, yo, bro, I just posted this, like, would you mind posting it on your story? Mm-hmm. That shit don't take nothing. Right. That that it literally takes no effort. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna do nothing. Mm-hmm. When I say it's not gonna do nothing, it's not gonna do any harm to the person that's actually posting. Right. You see what I'm saying? Unless and, they got people that don't like you. That they're not trying to show that they they're not trying to support you out loud because they might be some one of their friends that don't like you or you was low key dissing them on against your own friends on the low. And now if you posting him, you gonna look shady. And niggas I'm like, yo, why are you posting my side? I thought you said he was whack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that be that be going on around the scenes too. Like, oh, I just said this thing was back to my man, so I can't post him now. Cause yeah. now I look corny. Nah, but I, I feel like that was like the most exciting part. It's the fact that you're just now getting started, and the fact that everybody was so willing to like support. And I feel like that's also a huge part to getting put on, getting other gigs, getting mm-hmm. good looks. Is the people who are willing to help you because of you, just off the strength of you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like I helped a lot of niggas. I feel like I have a lot, like looking in hindsight. I don't think like this. I don't think like who did I help. But if I'm if I have a conversation about like support, I feel like I support a lot of people. Like, um, what's that word when somebody's like I love you um, unconditionally? I, I support a lot of people unconditionally. Like yeah, it's not it's not transactional. Right, it's not transactional. The the song that you could be posting to Debbie Wack and I'm gonna post it because I know you want the exposure. And I pray and hope that whoever's watching my story can be like yo this nigga's fire. Click your drink, follow you, tap him with your music. You know what I'm saying? It's not really about whether it's fine or not, it's, it's, to me, it's just about the support. Like, all right, bet, I got you. Like, you comment on my video, I got you. Say less. It's I got not, you. It's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? It's a little different when you don't know the people, like, at all. I had That's people- weird. I don't I don't repost people that I don't... I don't even... I unfollowed 3,000 people on Instagram, and I started at zero again. Yeah, and I said, probably following a lot of booty models, huh? I did, because that was Jeremy's mad distracting. I was getting tight, waking up at, like, 6 in the morning, and seeing Jones twerking with a G-string in between the... You know what I'm saying? They gooch and I'm like, yo, you getting me tight. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to wake up in the morning and think about pussy. That shit was getting me mad. So I unfollowed everybody and I saw that zero. And now my um now my method is I only I only follow people that I meet. So when I meet you, I will follow you. If I unfollowed you and I <clears throat> and I met you in the past, I will follow you back when I see you again. I ain't gonna lie, they be mad people that be following me now. They be like chicks who actually be fat, but like their pages on private and you can't tell that they're fat and they're like and they're like avi. Then you'll follow them. Like, come on, son. Like, you knew damn well from the beginning you was mad fat. You never met no fat, fat cute girls before, Mo? I met a lot of fat cute girls. But I don't know you. Oh, right. And I'm not trying to follow a mid-fat joint that I don't know. I ain't gonna lie, man. That, that good pussy just a football away, nigga. Just lift that joint up. I don't discriminate, but I'm good. All right, man. On, on that. Shout out, shout out my, uh, my football ladies out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know how it go. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a little fupa. Mm-hmm. You like that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean? Fupa! Fupa! Shit, is it? I ain't it? I ain't a lot of Chris Cuts and um, my son Ryan. Shout out to um, shout out to Chris Cuts and Ryan. They both got their shop called Social Cuts. Uh, it's in Teaneck. Uh, I can't remember the exact address. You know what I'm saying? My line is a little twisted because I haven't taken care of it. But them niggas is nice, all right? Nah, them niggas is dead Them nice. niggas is nice. They got their own shop. It should just open up. Make sure you'll go to them niggas. But they... they Use they, the app. Do not pull up on them niggas mad random at 3 o'clock on a Saturday. Be like, yo, bro, you can hook me yeah, up. Facts. It be 40 niggas at the shop. Tell about you, you can hook me up next. It's 40 niggas ahead of you, bro. Nah, speaking of um, barbershops in general, you know what I feel like is um, missing... You know what I feel like, like social media is exploiting OD? Like barbershop talks. I feel like social media is like... Niggas be having barbershop talks on the internet. And where that might be cool sometimes, I feel like some conversations are meant to have behind closed doors. Like, like especially for black people. I feel like black people leave a lot of their culture like on the interwebs. Oh, you, you already know how I feel about that. I feel like there's a lot of shit that black people should not be talking about on the internet, period. Like, remember Diddy's um, revolt show that he had with um, Candace Owen, T.I., um, fucking Killer Mike and all of them people? Like, I didn't know who Candace Owens were, was. I didn't know that she was, like, a villain amongst, like, black people because she's, like, a... I, I don't want to say Republican, but there's a lot of things that she agrees with that black people, as a collective, don't agree with. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, when I listened to her, she was making a lot of valid points. And she couldn't... She could barely get out, like, one sentence because the entire audience was, like, booing her. And it really... Honestly, all it really turned into, in my opinion, was a big-ass retweet church battle. And she's like, fam, can I hear what this girl has to say? And in my head, I'm like, this should not have been done in front of an audience. 
That conversation should have been had in private. Mm-hmm. Let her get her thoughts out. Let her elaborate, even if you fully disagree. But I think I think that in that case, a little different because they're doing it for the views. That's why they did it in front of the audience. That's why they recorded it in the first place. Because in the same right, no exposure is really bad exposure. She probably got some type of like backlash, which also get, probably gave us some supporters. Like even though you know, Candace Owens is popping. I'm not saying that you support her, but the fact that you like, yo, she has some valid points was the point of that as well. Like. She's like, I, I'm a talk in the show because I know I make sense. She, there, there was one point in particular that I remember she started getting booed for. She was talking about, um, what was she talking about? The feminist movement. She was essentially saying that like I would never support a, the feminist movement because their movement, in a nutshell, is anti-man. And I'm pro-black. So why would I support a group that's anti-man if I'm trying to build up the black community? We need families. We need, we need like that kind of lifestyle we need the mom dad you know and all the kids to all be together in order to build us up essentially i'm paraphrasing it mm-hmm. you know and i and, and everybody started booing her i'm just like yo honestly she didn't say anything wrong there's nothing wrong about what she just said i think that's it just, sound, it's, it's not, it just sounds like an opinion yeah but it don't sound like she's like saying anything too crazy and i feel like my, my only thing with feminism is i feel like i, I needed uh, an exact definition of what it is and i feel like it i feel like the culture of feminism is kind of weird I don't to support it or not support it. I just you know I, I get it. I'm a, and I'm I don't get it and I'm on my business. Yeah, me too. I don't get it neither. And it's just like it, I'm not I'm not trying to get it to be honest because I don't feel like I need to get it because I'm not I don't have like this destructive masculine like personality. Number one, I feel like some niggas should listen to some feminine ideas if they have like a hyper masculine. Like bro, you need to relax your masculine. Like, you blow them on. I don't feel like I have a hyper masculine, so I don't feel like I have to even really listen out for the feminist movement. Um, I feel like it's, a, it's an extremist movement movement from how I view it. Um, but hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Whatever cookie, the way, whatever you like your cookie crumbled, or I don't know how, the, how it goes. To be honest, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to speak on it. I'm yeah. not going I'm I'm, I'm, to give my opinion on it, my two cents. I didn't research it. I don't follow it. Let them do their thing. I support women, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Masculine women, women with hair on their outfits. I like how... Yo... I, I gotta go. I gotta take it back to social cuts. Why was I at social cuts, right? And I walk in, we have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean to expose none of the. You know what I'm saying? Barbershop combo. Niggas like, yeah, Mike. You know what type of girls? You like the weird girl, weird girls. I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? He's like, you like weirdo you like, girls. Yeah, like you like the weirdo girl, girls. I'm like, what does that mean? He like, you know, the girls, the armpit hairs, and they don't shave the eyebrows. I mean, they don't do the eyebrows, and they got leg hairs. I'm like, all right, for me. So I, I said, yo, what's wrong with a girl having? You know what I'm saying? Off your heads if it don't stink. He's like, because it's going to stink. The heads stink. And it, eventually, it's going to start to stink. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. Niggas in that barbershop, niggas in social cuts, bro. They got to get into that bag of laying up with a girl with, with, the, with the leg hairs starting to grow back. And that should be cutting up your whole leg. Niggas like, niggas like, my girl never, <laughs> never had leg hairs. Ever since I've been with she never. Had, I'm like, your girl's like, she need to go to the doctor. How she never had leg hairs, nigga? Yo, niggas be, yo, niggas be gassing it, yo. Niggas be like, my girl never had hair on her pussy ever. I'm like, yo, y'all niggas <laughs> Debbie lying, son. Yo, your bitch was made in the fucking lab. The right. same place no, niggas be capping. I'm like, yo, what's girl with a girl have a little leg, a little leg hairs? You know what I'm saying? I was like, your, ne- your girl never laid up with you and you never rub, rub against her legs. She poked you a little bit. The new hair is growing in. They're like, never. Never. I'm like, yo, so y'all niggas be capping, son. Like, y'all niggas be capping, son. Nah, barbershop niggas do be lying, though. Yo, oh, barbershop, yo, <laughs> barbershop, especially for the combo, <laughs> niggas be lying just for the one, that one combo. Yo, niggas be lying OD, son. Nigga like me? I would've never ate the pussy. <laughs> nigga like me, mind you, nigga ate the pussy last night. Nigga like, me, I would never do that. <laughs> like, oh, yo. If niggas I'm be lying, lying, I'll die. My nigga right. say, God, nigga. Yo, niggas dad be capping, son. I'm not gonna lie, that shit do be mad funny though. That be funny, I feel like yo, I know you're lying. <laughs> I'm 100 percent sure that you're lying. Yo, son, I'll put that all my life that you're lying right now. Like, I'm not lying. And he just niggas be like, <laughs> yeah, they just drop dead. Yo, now that, that's a bad place to go and have like an opinion that's different than others. A barbershop, a black barbershop. Don't do that. Right, because everyone's like, the niggas be like, see, it's niggas like you. It's niggas like you. And you gonna catch mad hell from four niggas. niggas all, like all I said is like, I like apples with Oreos. That's all I said. Niggas like actually that's a very disgusting combo by the way. What did you just say? Apples with Oreos. No, you know it's actually a, yeah. Um, no Oreos and aren't no Oreos and apple juice is a bad combination. That's disgusting, son. Um, orange juice and like brushing your teeth right before. Yeah, I just, is terrible. Yeah, I don't know. 
But go ahead, finish. Yeah, I'm get the, the barbershop. But yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't, like you said, you can't oppose no like traditional idea in a black barbershop, especially a black barbershop. <laughs> Don't I gotta be clear. That's black barbershop conversation. Do not do it. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I also have like good um, combos in here too. I was going like through some like um, female problems, and them niggas dad helped me like facilitate facilitate my way through like a lot of male problems. For one, um, one of them, I was again wasn't necessarily I guess wasn't getting cheated on. Well, I had no proof I was getting actively cheated on, but um, I found proof that this girl that I was wifing at the time had fucked some dude that um, I had asked about. You know what I'm saying? And I asked about it. She said, nah, nothing happened. And then I found out through a girl who... Oh, okay. Then I found out through other means. You feel me? And, you know what I'm saying? I got tight and I pressed her about it. And I was mad that she was fucking up niggas. Right? So I go to the barbershop. Tell niggas, yo, I'm tight. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, ah uh, means that the conversation, um, you know, proceeded. proceeded. Um, for people that are not from New York. So, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, ah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And then... They was pretty much like explaining to me like, yo, you fucked up by even asking your girl who she's fucking. They're like, you fucked up by even asking her who she's fucking. Like, you should, that's none of your business and who she fucked. Who she ever fucked in the past is not your business. Just let that shit rock. And I was like, I didn't necessarily agree with that opinion, but it gave me a perspective. It, it, it allowed me to come from my extreme, hit their extreme, and now I have like a new medium. You know what I'm saying? And what's your new medium? Yes, you should mind your business, but there should be some type of, there should be a, a agreed on level of transparency between two people who are dating. Agreed upon transparency because you can't if you assume it, it's still gonna always be messed up. But if if you guys agree on a certain level of transparency, you know what I'm saying if you say, "Hey, I would like for you to let me know when we're in a um, this I I like to move like this. When we in a room with a girl that I fuck that may be problematic, I will let you know. What if she's not problematic? What you I should... still might let you know. I still might. It is it, it depends. It's, it depends on how extra it may, me, it may be. Like, if I see a girl across the room, she's not close to us, I'm like, hey, you see that girl over there with the pink hoodie? By the way, I clipped that. And I ate her ass. And she got a hairy butthole, nigga. All that, nigga. <laughs> she was flossing my teeth. You know what I'm saying? That's dumb. Okay. All right, bet. So, yeah. But that's that's how I move. If you see somebody that I, that I fucked in the past, I'm like, yo, I ain't gonna lie. I did that. So, if you see her acting funny, that's why. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's for me, that's how I like to move. I don't like to go like down, down my little pink book and be like, hmm. Do you have a pink one? It's normally black. Uh, well, if you find that pink book, please return it to this address. Because <laughs> I definitely lost it. Nah, speaking of relationships and cheating and all that shit, I'm not going to lie. Females and males, stop going through each other's phones. Stop doing it. That shit is nasty. That shit is filthy. And the reason... Yo... The reason why I always tell people to stop going through people's phones is because there, there's no context to that conversation. Like, when it's not the blatant shit, like a girl's like, yo, I can't wait to suck your dick through your asshole. When it's not some shit like that, it's just like, the stuff that can be interpreted like left or right, up or down, if you're looking through somebody's phone to try to find some shit, the shit that could just be dead neutral is going to be taken as, as if like you're actually cheating. And context to, like, a friendship, like, you can have, like, lifelong friends, like, dead-ass lifelong friends of the opposite sex <clears throat> that can be, like, send you kissy faces. And it's, it literally was never, ever anything like that. You just know that's just how she moves when it comes to texting. But you know that it's nothing, like, sexual on the back end. Mm -hmm. You let your girl see that, it's a wrap. I feel like, for me, the way I even deal with that, I just... I just don't give it no energy. If a girl goes through my phone and find and be like, "What's this conversation?" I'm just gonna ignore you. I'm literally gonna all the energy, all the anger and energy you give me. I'm going to ignore you because you should never look through my phone. And any problem that you have with it, I'm gonna I'm a null and void. I'm a null and void it because you should never look through my phone. You know, it's a funny question that I be asking girls. Now I'm like, yo, if you was dating some dude, right? And y'all was dating for some time. Like, y'all obviously love each other. Y'all got, like, five-plus years in. And he, God forbid, suddenly dies. Right? And you never went through his phone. Would you go through his phone then? The answer is yes. But there's always that, like, that like dead quiet pause that I keep getting every time, like, I ask that question. I'm not going to lie. Like, if I die and my girl doesn't have my phone, don't ever give her my phone. I just want to see it for some... No. No, it's in Matt's will. He doesn't even got a will. But he said it on his podcast. You cannot see his phone. He's dead. <laughs> that shit's going to be burned along with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, stay out of my shit. 
Niggas gonna find all your thumbnail for all your porn. <laughs> it gonna be tight, like like hentai, my nigga. Mm. But nah, um, ladies and gentlemen, stay out of your significant other's phone. That shit is just that shit is whack. That is not the way to go. If you want to be with somebody who's honest, then find somebody who's honest. If you want to be with a hoe, then find a girl who's a hoe. I feel like the key to relationships is knowing actually what you want. But no, and that takes some age, if you ask me, because to know what you want, you have to get what you want. All right. Let's talk about the um, new project that's coming out. We can talk about hoes and cheating all day. So, new project, Femi, titled Mixtape Type Beat. Um, it's an official mixtape. It won't be on any streaming platforms. It will only be on platforms that don't sell music. So if it doesn't don't sell music, then you should be able to find it. Platforms like what? Um, you got like that Piff, you got my mixtapes, you got Spinrilla, you got SoundCloud, um, you got YouTube. Um, what else? We got um, what is it? Deezer, D E E Z E E R, right? These nuts. Nah, nigga. Okay. Deezer, Deezer, uh, Google Play. I believe Spotify has a um, a free version, but I haven't figured out how to do it yet. But by that time, by the time you see this, hopefully I have. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the reason why I don't have it for sale is because I want it to be like a traditional mixtape. You know what I'm saying? Um, so catch Michael on 125th trying to hustle yeah. that shit. You don't, you don't catch me on, in Harlem on 125th, you know what I'm saying, with a table, <laughs> and I'm going to have a stack of these selling these drinks for 10 cash. You know what I'm saying? I want it to be, I want, I want it to be true to true to my upbringings and true to like my inspirations I, feel I, like, I ain't gonna lie if you're gonna sell if you're gonna sell out on 250 you gotta have the CD sleeve it can't be in a real case oh it gotta be like the white sleeve like, yo, hold up. sleeve nigga. like yo yeah <laughs> nah that's a fact though hey they're like yo with, with, I, the, with the album artwork on the front and you open, like you take the shit out you turn it over to the back and there's nothing on the back it's just back, white like yo <laughs> like son there's nothing on that shit right like, what you mean <laughs> nah that shit fire and somebody gonna be yelling like yo that shit trash mo oh yo <laughs> Oh man, nah, man, but yeah, I just, it's called my mixtape type beat because it just comes from like that stage and like every, I feel like every regular like musician has a stage where like they're going on YouTube looking for beats, trying to practice on beats before when they first start rapping, and like when they just trying shit out. And this whole mixtape is ded- dedicated to my time of trying shit out, and um, it sounds like a mixtape, it feels like a mixtape, it feels like my first time rapping, it feels like my first project. And um, that's exactly what I wanted to feel like. I wanted, I wanted to feel like it was my first. And I wanted you guys to be able to recognize immediately, like, yo, this is first. But this shit, this shit good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see where, I see where you're going with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, which is why, aesthetically, it all got to make sense. You know what I'm saying? Only on SoundCloud, only on YouTube, datpiff.com. I ain't going to lie. Your next mixtape, it has to be like a LimeWire exclusive. Hey, yo, that's and that's magic. If LimeWire was still available, this shit would be on LimeWire, nigga. Exclusive, yo, exclusive, nigga. Yo, only it'll have like a like a, a plaque and all that, like LimeJoint on the on the side. Yo, that joint would be fire. Yo, I would dead do that, son. Yo, they gotta bring back LimeWire, son. Yeah, I'm saying, I don't nah. give a fuck if that's gonna get my computer aids, nigga. I need that shit back, son. Yo, son. I used to download mad shit off of that shit. Yo, the first time I heard um, my first couple of Drake songs I ever heard was through LimeWire. For real? Yeah, I think so. What was the first girl? Mm-hmm, like, ladies, make some noise. The first song I actually heard from Drake was Ransom. And I was just like, nah, that shit is OD. I don't I don't Off rem- the first listen. I don't remember the, the first song I heard from Drake. Damn. I just, he got to, he's Mr. I Make Hits, son. I, I aspire to get to his level of performance. Speaking of I Make Hits, son. I'm not gonna front. I still want Deco to be like a like. Yo, a, they a, took all the Deco's videos off of YouTube. Are you serious? Yes. Why? I don't. Somebody hacked his account. And took all his uh, all his video down. Yo, that is mad culture gone. That is mad culture gone. What is that like? 08 to like. Yo, yo. Now that's that's dead sad. That's mad sad, son. Cause that's I can I remember like talking to girls who are not from New York, um, which is kind of like a theme for me. Like I always. I don't know. Me and girls who are not from New York always connect more. I don't know if, if that's maybe because I'm kind of not from New York anymore. Even though no, I, no, you're, you're still from there. Yeah, I'm, I'm from New York, but I live in Jersey. But I'm a New Jersey as well. I'm like, I'm both. You got dual citizenship. Yeah, to New York and New Jersey. But whatever. That's not even the point. Like when I like when I meet girls who are not from New York, I show niggas like, yo, like, so what is New York like? Like, why do you wear BBs? You know what I'm saying? Why are you? What, why you wear fitted that always oh, got gray rim? Gray rim on me, you know what I'm saying? No black nasty. No, no black, black nasty, you know what I'm saying? That drink's disgusting. But um you might get spanked for that. Exactly, pause. Pause. Um 
But yeah, I, I'll be like the girls be like, yo, like what's New York like like what's New York culture like what inspires you? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I right, bet. You know how I play? Yaffy! Oh yo, I, I yo, I I ain't gonna lie, that's like the Bronx Pledge Pledge of Allegiance. If you don't yo, know that whole real. verse, son. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. If you start up, I can finish the whole joint. The whole joint. The whole joint. The whole joint verbatim. They like, niggas got me started. BB with the Robins. Looking all retarded. See where we mobbing. Got 40 on deck. 280 on my waist. I be throwing up my set. I be throwing up my set. No one's coming up next. This shit is getting serious. We throwing out shots to that nigga Tiberius. Whole team furious. And now he throwing dirt. His name's Todd Burson. He ain't never put in work. Nigga, you a liar. Nigga, I'm a riot. Whole team fire. Stomped out Elijah. Name my home team, I my home team, fly. Yeah, stomped out Eli. 280, we Marvin. Ever giving spankings. Ran through Hobbage. Banged out Nathan. Y'all ain't doing Nathan. BB's got taken. Straight from 280. Y'all must be crazy. We are too wavy. Dirty in the sour. Got my eyes lazy. I'm on the track. That's crack. Fuck that nigga, baby. I'm a running back. That's crack. Fuck that nigga, baby. And that nigga, fuck me. Free my nigga, country. You already know. I was mobbing like a swore. 30 to 80 block. Free my nigga, swore. Hey! Flex, nigga. Yo, I know that whole fuck up. <laughs> I know that whole shit by heart, son. I didn't even know the second part. Yo, that's, def- that. yo, that's legit the Bronx National Anthem, son. Like, if I, I ain't gonna lie, if I perform at the Yankee Stadium, they need to perform that first. <laughs> I don't want to hear no nigga saying, like. And now remove your hats for the Bronx National Anthem. I want niggas to come out, like, like you know, the Brooklyn Day, like this. You know, I want niggas, like, I want 504. Like, I need, like, I need, like, a. um. A hologram of like pop smoke, and all that. And all the niggas like everybody this. Everybody got the Yankee fittings, and you know how niggas. You know how you know if niggas are official. You gotta look at the bottom of the brim. Right. So everybody's like this. Everybody like this. <laughs> you know how niggas take their hats. So niggas put their hats on and tilt up to show the gray brim. Like yo, son, that's that. That is that. Nah, I ain't, they have black nasty on there. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Nah, son. If girl like, I don't know. D Cole, BB Simons, Merms, Biggies, whatever you wanna call them. Polo uh, boots, UGG boots, all that. You know what I'm saying? Trues at Beef one point, Maury's, Pradas. I'm burping no D. But, um, nah, son. That's dead, like, that's dead New York culture at its finest. That's a fact. At its finest, son. All that. And I feel like that's more like Harlem. That give me, like, that remind me more of Harlem. Like, BB's, that remind me just up, up, uptown in general. Like, BB's, Merns, Biggie's, getting fly. Like, I don't know. I love that shit. I, I love fashion in general. Because it just, it's a, it allows you to speak without saying anything. Especially, I feel like um, coming from New York in general, we don't got much. All we got is what we got. And that'd be like our clothes, what we say, our dance moves, you know what I'm saying, our restaurants, um, our family, you know what I'm saying, our connections. And we like, <clears throat> we sport that because that's all we got to sport. We all live in the hood. We all live with the roaches and the rats and all that. I ain't going to be like, nigga, look how I live. They got great sandwiches, though. Right. Big and ain't cheese. That's one word, nigga. Nah, I, I, I. The two eighty joint is the is the national anthem. The bacon, egg, and cheese is like the Bronx national dish. Right. <laughs> and, nah, that, that's the New York national dish. I ain't yeah, gonna lie. It, it, right, like, and right next to like the chopped cheese. I don't know which one got it. Nah, nah. Bacon, egg, and cheese got it. I think chopped cheese niggas trying to coin it. White people trying to coin the chopped cheese. The bacon, bacon, and cheese niggas. What niggas really do in the morning is get a bacon, egg, and cheese, nigga. Son. Like I feel like them niggas make extra bacon in the morning. Just like yeah, you think it's gonna, all these niggas gonna order is bacon egg, and cheese. <laughs> and you get that one ram nigga to get a turkey sandwich. But you got most niggas the cold, getting the cold, the, yeah the cold turkey sandwich. Nah, are, those, those are the dudes that be having um the food stamps. Mm-hmm. No no hot sandwiches. Sir. No hot sandwiches. No my hot nigga. sandwiches out here, sir. You wild. Niggas they slick. You <laughs> got a turkey sandwich, my nigga. Right. Good looking. Nah, them cheeses slap too. Yo. Yo, remember grandma used to put jelly on his drink? I'm like, yo, why are you putting jelly? I'm like, yo, that niggas is nasty, son. Yeah, that nigga's different. I ain't gonna lie. Okay, go back, go back to um talking about um the girls who are not from New York that you attract. That's how we got into the whole Yappy thing. Ah, yeah. so yeah. Um I feel like the girls that I'm attracted to that I meet within New York, um, uh, that I have met in New York, they're just not from New York. Like they they'll be like I'm from L.A. I'm from Texas. I'm from here. I'm from the South. I'm from wherever. Um, I feel like I'm not a. I feel like I for some reason I'm not attracted to, or naturally I just haven't been drawn to, because of life or whatever happened. I haven't been drawn to girls who are actually from New York. It's very rare that it actually happens. Um, I feel like moving to New Jersey gave me the the contrast of New York, and now I'm not looking for a New York girl. I'm looking for a girl who can appreciate New York, but who has like. Who understands more? 
and I feel like moving to New Jersey gave me that like that separation. So yes, I yes I want a hood girl, but like I I want you to understand that there's more out here than this hood shit. And I feel like I could tell that by the way you move, by the way you dress, by the way you speak about life. And that shit, I feel like I just not attracted to girls who are who been in New York their whole life and never been anywhere else. I, th- I think you're probably just not attracted to um, closed mindedness. Right. And on, I'm listening. And especially if you not, especially if you never left New York, you gonna be closed minded because you you gonna think New York is everything. And way where New York may be like the biggest city in the world, you know what I'm saying, or the <clears> most <throat> important city in the world, depending on who you asking. Like that don't mean that that it's everything. There's so many other things in the world to do. So many other things to see. There's so many. There's other places in the world that control the world that are not even in New York. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I did. I I be meeting girls at parties, and I'll be like, not anymore, obviously. But I used to meet girls at parties, and I'm like, yo, you from? You man? Like, you feel me vibing right now? I'm from here. I'm like, oh, you not even from New York? Like, nah. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. What's the vibe? You know what I'm saying? What's the vibe, though? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Pull up in the Mazda. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. The Mazda. The Mazda. The Mazda. The Mazda. Money. I need money. Yo, pull up the money. Yeah, pull up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I just don't. I don't know. I haven't seen myself being even like males. I haven't seen myself be like. And when I say attracted to, I mean like energy. I'm not talking about looks or being sexually attracted to. But I haven't even been been attracted to like males either. Who most people I'm I like I'm cool with now. Like shout out my nigga Harley. He's not. He's from Miami. He's not from New York. Yeah, he, he's a different breed of person. Yeah, I fuck with him. I, I fuck with I fuck with Harley OD, and um, shout out Liv too. Um, my homegirl Liv, you never met her, um, but she's not from New York either. And like we vibe OD, like that's really the homie. Like that is really the homie. And um, she describes me as like a a different type of males too. Like I'm not like too masculine. I'm also not very feminine. Like I'm just like I bet you're meep. Yeah, I'm meep. I'm mad. I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm not a feminine nigga, and I'm not a masculine man. And <clears throat> feminine not meaning gay, because you can be a feminine man and not be gay. It's all about how you like, how you act, and how you, you know what I'm saying. But um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm I'm a neutral nigga. Like I'm not, I'm not dumb ass. I'm not mad feminine. So most of my friends fall within that too. Like they're like in between, and I feel like Harley's like that too. Like he's one of those niggas that he's like he's like in between. Yeah, I could be feminine, I could be masculine. It's whatever. It's just, it's just it's just I'm just being myself. I don't have to be masculine for your security to feel like I'm a, a real nigga, or I'm like a a man man. I think I do whatever I want. Right. I do what's comfortable to me because I feel like it, not because anything else, but because I feel like it. That that is a that is a weird concept, <clears throat> and that's that's like a form of people pleasing too, of. If you know that you're not that person, if you're not like a, a the the man's man or a masculine kind of guy, like I'm gonna go out of my way to try to be more masculine just so I can make everybody else around me comfortable. That shit is so weird. Niggas dead die over that. And that was a New York sentence. Niggas dead die. But niggas dead die over trying to be something that they not. Especially trying to be a real nigga. Like that what was that in Boondocks? Like being they had a dream of like being a real nigga goes wrong. Oh, nigga moments. Yeah, nigga moments. That's a nigga moment. I'll, I'll coin that. Even though white people could do that too, but I'm speaking about black people because that's what I understand the most. That is a that is a nigga moment. Like, yeah, what you did to my girl? I'm about to go deck that nigga. Or niggas try to be like, I'm about to go shoot that nigga. You know, niggas try to be real gangster. I'm about to go shoot that nigga, and they end up dying. They girl end up getting shot, <laughs> and they moms get robbed because they not like that. Like my nigga, learn how to deal with situations in the means in which you're comfortable. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to deck everybody. You, and you know, you know what's funny too. I mean, we could both attest to this because we we not hood niggas. It's, we grew up in the hood, but we're just not that. We're not cut from that cloth. We hood babies. We not hood niggas. Right. So it's just like what's funny is when it comes to dealing with hood niggas. In my experience, they respond better when you're not about the rah rah. You right. know what I'm saying? Some some niggas are some niggas want the rah rah, so they will respond to anything that you do with rah rah. Because some niggas some some niggas just want some niggas like fighting. And that's that. So you have to know who you're dealing with. But I feel like, like if you if you know you problem solving is a very very important skill in everyday life. A lot of people don't have that shit. Right. And a lot of their problem solving skills are like manipulated and modified by who's watching. Exactly. So if there's mad girls around, niggas, you get more liable to get decked because a nigga is trying to prove to the bitches he's attempting to fuck this night to to prove that he's a manly man and he can knock niggas out and also he can protect women. And I feel like that goes back to like. You know, 
that again hyper masculine. Like I gotta prove to these to these young ladies that I'm a I'm a protector, and if there's any ever a problem, I can knock a nigga out. So let me just knock this nigga out because he's trying. He, you know what I'm saying? He trying to start this for little problems. Let me end this real quick. And that's how Michael started getting this pussy. All them niggas that was fighting all the time and shit like that. The same bitches that you was trying to fuck was probably the bitch that Michael ended up fucking that night because you got knocked out. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, girl. I take you home. I take you home. Uh, back in the day, pull, like, let, pull up the mozzie, pull up the mozzie, pull up the mozzie. <laughs> yeah, you niggas fighting, but you know what I'm saying? I don't fight, girl. Come to my crib. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm the glove. I'm mm-hmm. sensitive. Feel me? I could be something up, but it ain't gonna be that. But look, take that one. Give me the mozzie, give me the mozzie. Pull up the mozzie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've been on this shit for like an hour and a half, man. Um, give them your Twitters and your Instagrams and shit like that. Please make sure you spell it and spell it slow. Make sure you guys get that. When is that dropping, by the way? Tomorrow, February 9th, 29th. Move that from your mouth. Pull uh, so yeah, it's gonna be dropping February 29th. You know what I'm saying? So the anniversary is gonna be every four years. So um, I see y'all in four years when this shit get lit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, this is my baby. You can follow me um, on my Instagram and Twitter, as this, this nigga says. Um, P-B-O-R-B-E-R-R-Y. That is P-B-O-R-B-E-R-R-Y. Matt Violence Podcast, baby. We out of here. Wait a minute,